under new ownership. College Bowl season continues this afternoon with Iowa State playing Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Cyclones' first appearance in the game since 2017 when they beat the Tigers. College hoops, the Iowa men host Northern Illinois tonight. The fourth-ranked Hawkeyes women back in action tomorrow hosting Minnesota. The first top-ten matchup of this year's bowl season is on tap tonight with ninth-ranked Mizzou facing number 7 Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl at AT AT&T Stadium. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. All right, hour number two. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. With you until one. Maybe we'll get Tom Caker. It sounds like that's iffy at best as there's a player availability uh, in Orlando where Tom is covering the uh, the bowl game. Uh, so that probably won't happen today, but um, certainly look forward to catching up with Tom whenever we can. Uh, we'll maybe squeeze him in early next week just to get a recap of uh, what transpired. So we'll make our picks, but as the music says, it's time for our buddy Bama Bob. Last time you'll hear that song in 2023 as I get a little melancholy here bama's always do it this time of year how are you well out there i'm doing great kenny how are you i'm okay i'm all right uh things are going well um yeah can't beat can't beat the weather can't be falling asleep to the sound of the ocean crashing uh up uh up against the the break at night no doubt about it anyways let's get we got a nine pack of games bama what's the (laughs) over under as far as how many we're going to get through six Six, okay. <laughs> you and Trent discussed that as he was lining you up. Yep. No, I haven't. I set that line myself. Let's, let's hope that you know half our games are as good as that Alamo Bowl last night, huh? You know wow, what? Wasn't what that a... entertaining? There's been some it good games. Even yesterday, I mean, I I enjoyed the K State game. That was yeah. a fun football game. Rutgers earlier in the day was a fun football game. Trent, by yeah. the way, you nailed nailed that. Rutgers wanted to be there. Yeah. That, that's their that's their backyard for crying out loud. That was a great pick. A motivation definitely there. Yeah. They were the team that wanted to be there. And even as Miami came back, it didn't even feel like they were into the comeback. Right? It was like, eh, okay, I, I guess we made yeah. it a game again. And then Rutgers came right back at them. It, you're right. Yep. It took a while. We talked about this the last couple of days, Ken, to get here. But bowl season's here, and even with the opt-outs, you're just looking for different things, right? It's still the uniforms, and you're looking for the young guys. And guys, oh yeah, I remember him in that bowl game. He was a good player. Those are the things that you're looking for. It's a different kind of watch, but it's still football. It's still a good watch. No, absolutely. I mean, we'll talk about Miller Moss leading up to the the USC's first dip of the toe into the Big Ten waters. uh, the kid Avery Johnson last night from uh, from K State, he was unbelievable. So, anyways, let's get to these games, Bama. I did not know this little aspect of this football game, Notre Dame and uh, Oregon State. Mike Palm, who just joined us, uh, clued me into this one. Trent, maybe you'd seen something on this. I guess it stood to reason with Smith running off to Michigan State that a bunch of his coaches were going to go with him. But Bama, there are only three coaches uh, remaining on that staff for crying out loud, preparing uh, for today's Sun Bowl. 1 o'clock uh, local time on CBS. Notre Dame, Oregon State. Trent, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, this is one that uh, is potentially part of my picks. The opt-outs on both sides are immense. Really kind of the, I guess, the leftover angle of this and all the leftover players that are out there is the quarterback that is starting for Oregon State, Ben Gulbranson. 
He was the guy that started last year, the final eight games of mm. the year. So we're not talking about some inexperienced guy, some guy that hasn't been there, those kind of things. That is the region, reason right now that I'm leaning Oregon State. I know I'm going to have a Beaver ticket plus the six right now. There's been a little bit of movement in the market here. There's a ton going on with Notre Dame, and I don't think you can poo-poo. Opt-outs are one thing when you have guys that are going to go off to the end. Joe Alt, okay, you get that, right? I mean, he's right, going to be a right. first-round pick. That that absolutely makes sense. When you have three starting wide receivers that are in the transfer portal, you got two other offensive players out there in the portal. Something weird's going on right now in my mind with Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Oregon State's final go-round football-wise, Bama is a member of a power conference, at least for the time being. How much motivation is that? How do you see this game? Yeah, this is interesting. I think the coach angle is a is a huge one. I mean, listen, you, you see these staffs are just huge for these Power Five teams, and you know the the higher up the food chain you get, the bigger they are. Um, but man, you you've got three coaches to prepare for this, and you know who I guess are going to remain on staff or aren't looking for new jobs or you know whatever out recruiting. Who knows? But. Um, man, that, that, I think that's a huge angle. And, and I agree with, with Trent, what he said on, on the field. And you, like you said, it, it's so hard to handicap or, or pick these games now with all the portal and the transfer. And some kids are allowed to play even they're in the portal. Some coaches say, nope, if you put yourself in the portal, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to play for us and just different philosophies or whatever. Um, you know, then the opt outs, of course, and the two quarterbacks were are really the, the key ones, but I think you mentioned, you know, Culbertson being there, that gives Oregon State a bit of an edge, I think, in experience, or maybe just having, uh, you know, played with these guys before, reps, whatever you want to call it, so uh, I, I, I don't know who to pick in this game, I, I think, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, this has always been one of my favorite games, you know, Alamo Holiday and Sun, I don't know why, mm-hmm. maybe Me it's, too. Because it's an outlier for CBS, or... Yeah. You know, if we have a guilty pleasure bowl game, I've just always enjoyed this one. The community seems to support it. It's because uh, we know, get to hear Vernon Gary one more time, they, at least going yeah, way back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe so. And uh, I just, I've always enjoyed this game, and I think it's 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 a really good get for El Paso. I think to get a a, a you know a, a brand, a blue blood brand like like Notre Dame in your bowl game. Um, I think this is this is a huge get for them. I think they'll be. The community will support it. I think you'll see a good crowd. I hope you do anyway. Uh, I haven't seen what the weather's going to be like, but, you know, 49 and sunny can't really beat that. So um, I like this game. I don't have any, I don't have a clue who's going to win. I, but this is one that, that I'll watch just because I've always enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously you guys have Iowa State, uh, you know, coming up after it. But this is this is a fun game. And I wish the quarterbacks would play, but they're not. So, I think it'll be competitive. I hope it will anyway. Uh, advantage to Notre Dame coaching-wise, for sure. Um, and maybe advantage to uh, Oregon State for talent on the field. Memphis and Iowa State, Trent, the number open at six is up to ten and a half. That's a whole lot of points, I think. I mean, if I was forced to play this game, I'd probably take Memphis and grab the ten and a half points. Both quarterbacks are going to play in this football game. Memphis brings a, a terrific offense to the field. Iowa State brings a phenomenal defensive coordinator. And oh, by the way, some really talented players as well. A young offensive uh, skill positions. Your thoughts on the Liberty Bowl, TC? Yeah, we still await. I haven't seen anything come across on Malik Verdon as we await his uh, availability for the game in the defensive backfield. I'm with you. I think we're 
we're going to see points. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. It does feel if that double digits may be a tidge high, but you know they'll eventually pull away and win it. A 38-24, you're going to be shocked. I don't think so. I do think you're going to get an entertaining football game, though. And at this point, for all the opt-outs and everything else that we've talked about, that's a good thing. We know that these are two teams happy to be there, excited. Yep. Memphis playing at home, Iowa State getting into a bowl game. Two teams happy to be there. I think we're going to see, at minimum, an entertaining game today. Bama? I agree. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of Cyclone fans there. This has been a really good season. From where from where Iowa State was after that Ohio game, sitting at 1-2, and two, I don't think you would have really given them any odds to be in a bowl game. I think this is one of Matt Campbell's better jobs he's done coaching-wise. You're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Cyclone colors in the stands, they always travel well. Memphis is an, is an easy get for them, you know, a drive as opposed to a plane ride. Um, I always find it interesting, these teams, and you don't get them very often, but that that play a bowl game in their home stadium. You know, is that really – does it feel like a bowl to them? Mm. Would they rather travel somewhere? Um, you know, you think they have the home field advantage, and, you know, the, the Memphis fans obviously will – you know, whatever support they're going to have locally will come out um, – you know, like they would just a regular old home game. But I, I've always found that really interesting for those teams that, that play a, you know, it's a bowl game, but you're playing in in your stadium that you're familiar with and everything. I don't, I just, you know, you wonder that if they're a little bit of a letdown or if they'll feed off that energy. But uh, that is a that is a big number. Um, I, you know, the over under sitting the you know total sitting at about fifty eight and a half from what I'm looking at. That's a lot of points, um, but I think we'll have a lot of points. I just think it's going to be entertaining. Uh, I think Iowa State, we know, is happy to be there. I'll be interested to see what Memphis's motivation is, like I said, playing a home, a bowl game in your home stadium. Cotton Bowl. No, that's not up next. Uh, it do is. we have one? It is up next. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, Missouri and Ohio State, Trent. Um, Ohio State in the portal. Kyle McCord. Julian Fleming, Jair Brown, and uh, let's see, eight other players in the <laughs> portal. Opt-outs, Marvin Harrison, Michael Hall Jr., uh, Mayan Williams. Potential opt-outs, Travion <laughs> Henderson, Cade Stover, yeah. Josh Proctor, J.T. Tumobleo, and Tommy Eichenberg. Holy it's crap. It's like an Ohio State spring game, isn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> really? is, and yet you say all that, Donovan Jackson's still going to play. Mbuka's still going to play. Tyreek Williams is still going to play. Jack Sawyer's still going to play. They're so talented. They're so good. I can't wrap my mind around this game. Ohio State favored. Missouri favored. Now Ohio State, not just favored, favored by nearly a touchdown. I can't wrap my mind around this game. How about you, Bama? I'm with you. I mean, I, I listen, when this game was first announced, I'm thinking, man, this at full strength, this would be my favorite non-playoff game because both these teams really have are just loaded with NFL talent. And you don't really say that a lot about Missouri, but we know how good Burden is, and there's some other players on there that are really, really good. I love Schrader. Um, you know, Cook has been really good this year. I mean, this is a Missouri team looking for an 11th win. I think that might be the most ever in program history. I can't imagine going back way back that you know when you only played 11 games that they ever finished 11 and 0. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, this, this has just been a great season for them, but you mentioned all the unknowns and the quarterback and it's really, it really is like a spring game for Missouri. This be, you know, with, with live, <laughs> or, I mean, for Ohio state with, you know, with a live opposition, uh, and you can hit your quarterback, uh, right. you can't do that in a spring game, but 
Um, I think it kind of starts with McCord. It is some of the other ones we expected. I think that maybe took some people by surprise. Not only did he left, but where he went. Um, mm-hmm. to Syracuse. Syracuse. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know why Ohio State's favorite other than just talent and numbers. And, but this is a really good Missouri team, and they don't have a lot of guys that aren't going to play. And if they come out and really show it, I think they want to – this is a great – talking about motivation. Missouri to be able to take on one of the true – you know, blue bloods right now, anyway. Ohio mm-hmm. State, Alabama, Texas. You know, those teams that are they're Georgia that are consistently up there year after year after year. They play Georgia every year. Now they get Ohio State. I think they're really motivated. I'm going to grab Missouri and the points, however many they are. I, I kind of like them outright. I know Ohio State is loaded on the other side, and you know it's kind of like reload instead of rebuild for them. But I just think, I mean, Missouri's tested. And they played some really good teams. They they played Georgia down to the wire in Athens. Um, you know, really, uh, I I just like Missouri in this game. Um, you know, they could have beaten LSU at home. They had them kind of on the ropes again. And I just like the Tigers. I mean, like I said, this was my favorite ball game when it was announced. You knew there were going to be a lot of opt outs, and there are. But man, this one's got a chance to be really fun. Let's go to Saturday, Trent Condon, Old Miss, Penn State, Kiffin v. Franklin. Your thoughts? Yeah, two very unlikable coaches, two, uh, <laughs> <laughs> two programs, though, that I think need this. They were kind of the bullies this year, right? When they faced the tough competition, that's where their struggles came. And I think uh, something that can catapult them. Old Miss, I, they have been out there doing work in the portal. They brought in a ton of defensive talent and a chance maybe to take another step forward next season in the new look SEC for Penn State. They're going to be going with another new offensive coordinator, trying to do it a different way, figuring things out there. This is just an entertaining game. But another one, though, I don't have a great feel. This doesn't have nearly the amount of opt-outs, though, and guys in the portal of some of the other games. So this is going to be about as close outside of the playoff games to a full complement of players on both sides that you're going to find. Good game for the Peach Bowl. I think it's a good game as well, Bama. How about you? Yeah, I agree. And you're right about the unlikable. Although, I, listen, I've come around on Kiffin. I, I have mean, too. He says yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, he's a really good coach, and, and it's not just, you know, sizzle with him. There's a little stake to this, too, I think. Uh, yeah. you know, Franklin, again, we've talked about it repeatedly. You know, the record against Ohio State and Michigan and top five teams and top ten teams and all this other kind of thing. I mean, but listen, he's got a lot of talent there. And, again, they're just going to try it with a new guy calling plays or whatever. I'm really interested to watch Ole Miss because I want to see what they have. And then, like you said, they are the story right now of the transfer portal. They are landing guys mm-hmm. like I mean, just five stars, four stars, transfers, everything else, and, and they've done a, they got a pretty good signing class coming in as well. That I want to see what this team looks like with who they've got coming back, and then next year, you know, adding a lot of these guys to it because, I mean, you talk about next year if not when, you know, especially without the divisions, and I haven't looked at their schedule, and we can go through that. You know, another time with the SEC schedule release. You know, How about February or March or just pick a yeah, day? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you no, know, it's just one of those things. I mean, we could spend you know a week on this almost, but um, they're they're just. I'm really excited to watch this game, and like you said, I think both teams are motivated. I think you're going to see an absolute ton of Ole Miss fans that are going to make that trip to Atlanta because they are excited not only for what they did this year. Um, although again, you know they you know, they lose the two big games, you know Georgia and, mm-hmm. and Alabama. You know the two teams they have to beat, they can't beat. And not only did they not beat them, they weren't really competitive in a couple of those in those two. But I think there's a lot of excitement around what's coming 
back for Ole Miss and what they're going to add to the portal. I didn't even see a ton of fans in the uh, over there in Atlanta. And I like, again, hard to get a read on the game because Penn State is talented, but I – if I had to pick, I'm going to take. I'm going to certainly grab the points with Ole Miss because I just think there's so much excitement around there. Talking about want to be there, okay? This team wants to be there. They're excited. I think a lot of these guys are going to have some stuff to prove because they know who's coming in next year. I mean, there's a lot of guys coming in to take their jobs. So I think they're going to want to show what they have. Fun, fun game. I think uh, to kick it off tomorrow. Uh, let's bypass the Music City Bowl, Auburn, Maryland. No offense to those schools, but let's get to the Orange Bowl. Speaking of opt-outs, Trent, Florida State, Georgia. Uh, it's got to be a lengthy, lengthy list when it comes to this game. Yeah, I think I saw of the 22 anticipated starters, 13 of them for Florida State will not be playing in this game. Wow. Think of that. 13 of 22 wow. that could have been in this game are not going to be there. It keeps going up, up and up and up. I do have a angle in this one. All right, Georgia, upset. They're fired up. Maybe. Motivation. Eh, who cares? You know, kind of both sides of this one. Instead of laying now what is up to 20 and a half, 21 points, just play Georgia in the first half. They're going to be a whole lot better. Even if they are sleepwalking through it, they're going to be up 17 nothing at the half. Play Georgia first half. That's the angle I'm taking here. I'm going to lay the 10 and a half in that one. How about you, Bama? Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, Florida State, for all their posturing and bloviating of these politicians and, mm-hmm. you know, all this other stuff, you know, oh, we're going to, you know, hey, if we finish undefeated, we're going to hang a banner and Doe Campbell. Okay, you go ahead and do that. First of all, you're not going to finish undefeated. You're going to get your doors blown off tomorrow. Okay, so all this, you know, upset and everything, and now everybody's just bailing. Okay, I did see today, too, where they're having a lot of trouble selling tickets for this game. Shock. Florida State's not buying any, even though they're in state. Um, you know, whether that's protest, whether that's, you know, they know they're going to lose, whether that's, you know, they know they're not going to have anybody to cheer for. I don't know. Uh, and Georgia, the, the theory is they're just tired of traveling. You know, they look at what they've done the last several years. Uh, you know, these bowl, winning back to back national championships and having to go to, you know, all the traveling and expense that they've racked up. They're just not going to go to Miami. So I don't know what the environment's going to be. Um, again, I think that's probably the wise thing, the, the whole first-half play, because I just think that Georgia, if they want to, this is a name-your-score game. If they're, and I don't care who's playing for them, okay, because Florida State, I don't know what their team total is, but if it's more than 10, this is like an Iowa yeah. team total, I think, because uh, no offense to the Hawkeye fans out there, I just think this is going to be a really tough, get for them and you're going to hear all the excuses from Florida State you know well you know when they say uh you know you didn't deserve to be there look we told you well you know um you know if all our guys would have played it would have been better well they didn't play so I just think this is it's hard it it would have been a nice consolation game it's really good in theory you know the two teams that you think might deserve to be in the top four that got left out. But mm-hmm. what's the motivation of both? And, again, the environment down there, I think, is uh, this is going to be a tough game, I think, tomorrow. Maybe a tough watch because I just don't know that uh, that there's a big demand for it, and I don't know what the motivation is to be there for Georgia. Um, you know, they're not going to they're not going to win anything by it, you know, by, by winning big. And Florida State, I just think they're just facing a monster uphill battle tomorrow. Yeah, a number open at 13 and a half went up a full touchdown trend. You don't see yeah. that very often, up to 20 and a half. Crazy. Uh, let's go to Monday, boys, and we'll start things off with LSU and Wisconsin. LSU is 
wow, a 10-point favorite uh, in the, um, what do we call this thing now? It used to be the Outback Bowl. It's always Raymond the G. Outback Bowl to be. It's always the Outback Bowl. The Absolutely Relia Quest is. Bowl, whatever Relia Quest The Relia Quest, Quest Bowl. Uh, Wisconsin, Hopefully LSU. the coach doesn't get mayonnaise dumped on his head. After this <laughs> yeah, one. really. Uh, how about that one, Trent? Well, we're running out of time. We got playoff games. Don't care. Pass. Oh, is Caker coming on? No, no, no. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, uh, pass on that one. Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, this is number seven, so I lost the under. Um, well, we got <laughs> to. But, yeah, I mean, hard to get excited about this. Like you said, LSU without, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels and, and, you know, I don't know who's playing for Wisconsin. This this is, again, yeah, hard, hard to get excited about for me anyway. I mean, if you're a fan of one of the teams, fine, but uh, hard to get excited about for me. All right, Bam, we'll go right to you, Iowa, Tennessee. Let's uh, let's take a look at that one. Um, this is tough for me, too, because, you know, Joe Milton's not going to play. Iowa's just such an unwatchable team and has been all year. It's The, the total for this is 35-and-a-half. And, you know, I think I think both teams are going to be happy to be there. I just don't know how good they're going to be um, you know, without Milton. Uh, not that he's a great player. I think this is a good chance for their, their backup, to see, you know, for Tennessee to see what they have next year. I really surprising to me that he's going to enter the draft because I don't know what where if he's going to get drafted at all. Maybe the arm talent gets him a late, you know, third, fourth round. I don't know, but he's certainly not going to be on day one. I don't think. No, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be shocked at that. Trent, you want yeah. to say the backup's name one more? He practiced all week. Bam, he's very proud of this. Yes, Nico, I, Nico, I'm Aleva. <laughs> Maleva. Uh, let's get to those playoff games that we yeah, alluded said, that's to. That's a great transfer portal name, by the way. I'm Aleva. I'm Aleva. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Rose Bowl yeah. features Bama and Michigan. Michigan opened up as a two-point favorite. It stayed about right there, one and a half twos across the board. Bama, our Trent, we'll start with you uh, on the Rose Bowl. I am so looking forward to this game, the physicality that both these teams play with, and the narrative part of this with Jim Harbaugh who has had as tumultuous of a season as you're going to find in college football, being suspended two different times for three games each, what he went through there, what this team went through, getting to learn more about Sharon Moore, the quarterback play, McCarthy winning a game against Penn State without throwing a pass in the second half, just Mm -hmm. on and on and on. The storylines have been immense, but if Michigan doesn't have it happen here, when is it going to happen? The path becomes that much more difficult going forward. The likelihood that Jim Harbaugh is going to be a part of it going forward. There is so much in this game for Michigan. For Alabama, this is, for Alabama's sake, as about as crazy of an opportunity for them to come out of nowhere to win a national championship when back in September nobody would have saw that company. Not only after the Texas loss, but the way they played against South Florida, yet here they are. Mm -hmm. The pressures on Michigan, how do they respond, the disappointments of the playoff game, yet... I see every single person that I respect on the Alabama side, yet this point spread hasn't moved. More on this coming up at 11.15. Ah, interesting. (laughs) J.J. McCarthy, I have the same feelings about J.J. McCarthy in college as I did at Justin Herbert. I didn't think it was going to translate to the NFL. Obviously, I was wrong on Herbert. I'm just not a McCarthy guy. Uh, We'll see. He's got This is a McCarthy game, in my opinion. He has to have a good game against the Alabama secondary for Michigan to win. Bama, your thoughts on the Rose Bowl? Yeah, I agree totally. This is all on J.J. McCarthy. Can he run? Because you know Alabama's going to stop you know, stack the line of scrimmage. And can Michigan, you know, they shut down, uh, Alabama shut down Georgia pretty much in the running game. Okay, Michigan might be a little more physical. Um, you know, Corm, you know what they're going to try to do? They're going to try to feed him 25, 30 times. I don't know if that's going to work. If it does, Alabama might be in a little bit of trouble. I think it's going to be, can McCarthy beat you with his arm? Because it's going to be the best secondary he's faced all year. No offense to Ohio State. 
Um, but I just think, you know, we know what they did leading into that Ohio State game. They really kind of shut him down and didn't didn't throw it a lot. He's going to have to put it up, I think, for, for Michigan to have a chance. Um, and he's going to have to make some plays running. He's not a, a Jaden Daniels type threat to run, but he can run. And uh, Alabama's probably not going to spy him, so he can make some plays in that. It's just... I mean, this is almost like, it's crazy to think, this is almost like gravy for Alabama from where they were Mm -hmm. after that Texas loss and, you know, all this talk about Florida State and, you know, all they got to do is, you know, win and get in and then, you know, we, you know, uh, uh, Travis gets hurt and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, because if, let's face it, if he doesn't get hurt and then, you know, the fourth and 31, there's so many things that just (laughs) caused them that are aligned for them to be here and now that, you know, They've got a chance. I think they've got a real chance um, in this game. And, and I, I've seen some people think, well, you know, Michigan's just going to blow them out. I'd be stunned if that happens. Um, but, again, I think this is just a great matchup against two Blue Bloods um, going at it. I think it's going to be physical. I think, I hope whichever team survives, you know, they don't have a lot of attrition going into, you know, play a really good team for the national championship. I don't, I'm not going to, I stay away from most Alabama games. I'm staying way away from this one in terms of total or winner or spread or anything else. I'm just looking forward to it because after all the talk, after everything that's going on, all the crap surrounding Florida State, if you know football and if you watch football, there is no question that they got, the committee got it right. I agree. In terms of putting Alabama in this game, they are better than Florida State. Florida State would have had their doors blown off in this game. This will be more competitive, and if Alabama loses, we'll hear all the talk about, yeah, I see you didn't deserve to be there. That's crap. They deserve to be there. I have no idea who's going to win. I just think it's going to be a fun three and a half hours, as it always is in this game. And the fact that it's a playoff game now and so much on the line with these two teams, these two programs, I can't wait for it to start. I'm be nervous the entire time. Um, but, man, what a game. If you can't – if you don't – if you can't get excited about this, you just don't love the sport. Because, I mean, this is this is Yankees, Red Sox, whatever you want analogy you want to make, this is as good as it gets for a semifinal playoff game. And it's in the Rose Bowl. How about 4th and 31? Bowl. Exactly. The yeah. setting, it just adds to it. Oh, my God. It, 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 it does. Iron Bowl lore. Kick six and 4th and 31. Never be forgotten. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go to the Sugar Bowl, Trent. Washington is getting four. Open up at four and a half. It's still there. Four, four and a half. Texas Big 12 champ, Pac-12 champ. Michael Penix and that talented receiving core. Texas going to try and get after Penix and not give him time to throw. Washington's line only gave up 10 sacks all year. This is going to be a dinger, Trent Condon. They're going to get it out quick. They're going to move it to those talented wide receivers. Polk, Adunze, what they do on the outside. Uh, found some compelling numbers, too. Texas against passing schemes like this with a lot of hitches, a lot of quick slants, things like that. Not very good this season. I have not moved from my initial statement. I loved Washington in this game, obviously, plus the points you're getting. Four, four and a half. I maintain that one. And I'm going to have a little taste on the money line here. I think the Huskies can win this football game. I certainly like Washington, though, plus the points. Who do you like, Bama? Well, this is, you know, for all the talk about Alabama and Michigan and this kind of being the undercard, this, this, I mean, give me this undercard any day of the week. I mean, the one really true great passing team that, at the time anyway, that Texas faced, they lost, okay, to Oklahoma. You know, you mentioned Penix. They're just going to try to get, I think you're going to see a lot of press coverage. I think Washington's going to struggle to run the ball because that Texas front 
is legit. They've got they the are. big boy, whatever the 380, 380-pound guy in the middle. I can't remember what his name is. Um, I think he had a touchdown against Iowa State maybe or something. Um, but, my goodness, I mean, they are just loaded up front. They have NFL talent. They're going to be hard to move. Uh, and I think you're going to see a lot of press coverage, and Penix is going to have to be accurate. If he throws a couple picks, this game's over. Okay, yours is, is has done a great job. We all know that Washington's secondary is leaky, has been at times. Um, they've faced a lot of good quarterbacks, but they don't, not really many that push it down the field. We've heard all that, you know, Bo Nix leading up to that, uh, Pac-12 championship and then both times they played them didn't really drive it. Yours will drive it down the field and they've got some guys on the outside and worthy and everybody else that can go get it, that can take the top off. Um, Washington's going to have to, I think, keep up. I love the total in this game, 63 and a half. That's a big number for a playoff game, but I think you're going to see it. I, both these teams, I think, are going to move the ball. It's just can Washington run it enough to keep the heat off of Penix because, again, I think they're going to come up and press those receivers. Um, can they run it enough to keep them honest? And at some point, you're going to have to take a shot down the field. You can't just go, you know, quick screen, bubble screen, you know, slants, everything else, because then when you get in the red zone, it all tightens up. I think Washington will move it. Um, but, man, I, Texas to me is legit. They are really playing great football. You look at the last two games when they needed a win, when they were kind of, their season was kind of teetering. I mean, they just blew the doors off of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, not in the class of Washington. I get it. I like Texas to win the game. Uh, I think Washington can keep it close, but they're going to have to make some plays and give Penix time to take some shots, and he's going to have to be accurate because otherwise they're going to move it between the 20s and then bog down in the red zone. And if they don't, if they kick field goals, that's not going to get it done. Tavande Sweat and Byron Murphy, 93 and 90. Those are the oh two that you're referring to. Men they... inside there. Just absolute <laughs> men inside there. For, for and Jared that. Hufford, lineman for Iowa State, decided to pick a fight with him before the clones played him, which was not the best uh, decision Probably that Mr. Hufford well, has ever made. No. It didn't work out well. Yeah. Bama, enjoy yeah. the games. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. We're off on Monday. We'll recap it all on Tuesday. Thank you, Bama Bob. Can't wait, guys. Thanks for having me on. Everybody, please have a happy and for all you know, just be safe over New Year's. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Good to talk to you, Bama. Yeah. Talk to you on Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.2. Who listen to podcasts. Tutty's Tavern at 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines is now open and under new ownership. Featuring 50 beers on tap with a huge local selection. Tutty's Tavern is the upscale sports bar you've been looking for. With great steaks, lobster tails, sandwiches, burgers, and an oyster bar with oysters five different ways. Score a touchdown at Tutty's Tavern. 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines under Code Harvest. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing like I did to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate. Help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your product Project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-8866 for a free estimate or go online. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Circus Sports sponsor our picks of the week. 
They're coming up in about 10 minutes or thereabouts. Murph and Andy at one. Uh, the drive uh, from three until six right in the middle of the Liberty Bowl. Uh, Trent, I, I spend a couple of minutes just because we're so far down the stretch uh, in the NFL. And sure, the bowl games dominate the conversation this week. But there's a really good regional matchup when it comes to the uh, playoff hopes of both the Packers and the Vikings. The Vikings going to turn to Jaron Hall. They're what now? That'll be fourth starting quarterback in 2023. Think about that one for a minute. I know that they're thinking about the first quarterback that started the season for them and what might have been, and I understand it because Cousins was putting up some terrific numbers. But Packers and Vikings tomorrow, Trent, has a chance to be very memorable game from where we sit. Well, and it's a huge determining factor of what the Vikings are going to do going forward, obviously. If Jaron Hall goes out here, these final two games and balls out, what an opportunity he has against this Packers team that is stunk defensively for the last month plus. What, 30 points by Carolina last week? They're struggling. There's people out there that want Barry fired. Not tomorrow. They want him fired yesterday to get him out of there. It has been a huge struggle there. And if Jared Hall doesn't have it, well, all right. You know if even if you get in the playoffs, the likelihood that you're going to have any kind of run is not real high. But then you know, hey, is this guy we can be at minimum kind of that bridge until we go with a young quarterback or bring in a veteran going that route. So I'm right with you. I, I think it's incredibly intriguing. Getting a local team in there would be great for us, a regional team yep. uh, in there on that front too. So I'm really looking forward to the game, but I've lamented here and now for the last couple of weeks. The Bears letting that Browns game get away. Mm. They could be right there. And I, yeah. same thing. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs, but just to see this team, the way that they have improved – I wish they just had that one more victory anywhere on the right. And you can play this game all game, day long, right? It's the NFL. There's tons of close games that you can look back upon. There's just something about that Cleveland game that I can't get over. It's sticking with me because I really thought there was a path for the Bears to be right in the conversation with the Packers and Vikings right now. Yeah, we see this Cleveland team. They're a legitimate playoff yeah. threat, I think, with Joe Flacco. Yeah, but just the Packers. I mean, the Jair Alexander, is it true what the suspension uh, that he was suspended for joining the team captains on the coin flip and actually calling the heads or the tails when he wasn't supposed to be out, and they suspended him for that? That's, there seems to be more to the story, right? Has to be. Yeah, that one doesn't pass the sniff test on the surface that you're going to suspend a guy for that. There has to be more there because when I read, that was one of those things, and they happen from time to time, right? Can you either see it on the bottom line of ESPN being like, huh? What? Right. Or you see What's the, head- the rest of the story. Yeah, you you see the headline up on ESPN.com or CBN. What? And then you read it, and and maybe even you're because you're exactly right. This cannot be. You don't suspend a guy for something like that unless there's a whole lot more else either behind the scenes or happened leading up to that that would lead to that moment. Mm. I like your bear saw on Sunday, by the way. Same. I really do. Don't you? Oh, more on that coming up here yeah, in just a few I'm minutes. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's on my slate Uh-oh. as well. Uh, Bears, what is it, two and a half, I think the number yep. is right now. Atlanta was, I mean, Arthur Smith has to be fired on Black Monday, I would yeah. think, right? I mean, he's got to be one of the coaches that gets his walking papers. Division was up for gra- uh, up for grabs. All right, we'll take our final timeout. We'll come back. We'll make our picks. Circus Sports sponsor those. What did you go last week, by the way? I went last week 4-1. Four 4-1, and one. Four and one, the only L on the ledger was those stupid Vikings against uh, the Lions, but we had the Bears, we had the Raiders, Duke and Carolina, both big dogs that both won outright. Good week last week, 47-36-2 against the number. You are 53-30, and 30, still with a six-game lead, but dwindling. 
Yeah, strides are shortening in the final furlong of this race. We'll take a time out. We'll come back, finish up the week. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. I'm Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO trying to make some picks. It is that time. Trent coming off a four and one week. Still trails, but the gap is narrowing. Let's get to it, Trent Condon. What's your five pack consist of this week? All right, we got two college, two pro in my best bet of the week. We kick it off tomorrow with the bowl game. I don't even know what this godforsaken bowl is. Auburn stinks. That Alabama game aside. Maryland, not very good themselves. I'll grab the points in a crappy bowl game. Give me Maryland plus the six and a half with pick number one. College football playoff. This is strictly a system play, Ken Miller. Give me the Wolverines. Do you know one person that has picked against Alabama? Every single narrative out there. Yet, this point spread has not budged one iota. I don't believe it, but the numbers tell me I got to pick it. Wolverines minus the one and a half. To the NFL we go. We kick things off. We talked about it earlier. It's all Bears for me. Laying the two and a half against Atlanta. This is a team playing very good football. We did power numbers right now in the NFC. They would certainly be in the top seven. That's how well the Bears are playing. Pick number two, we go to Arizona. Philadelphia, big number here. The Cardinals getting 12. This has not been the same Philadelphia team. And Kyler, he's shown a little bit here since he's come back from the injury. Big number, grab me the 12 in Arizona and wrap things up. I don't get this line. Tampa Bay, only a two and a half point favorite against New Orleans. They're a whole lot better than this Saints team. I hate Derek Carr. I hate the Saints <laughs> team as a whole. The Bucs have been pretty good. Give me Tampa. Lay less than a field goal all day long. My best bet of the week. All right. Let's get to uh, my five plays. Coming off a embarrassing one in four week and I'm going to go right to the playoff games I know that everybody's going to play in these games uh, Trent I'm like the majority of the public I think Dave Portnoy is that the guy from Barstools the only Michigan supporter that I've seen and, and he put Michigan his money alum. is he in Michigan yeah. I didn't realize that alright well that makes sense but he put a million dollars behind his opinion on this one he's betting a million bucks on uh, his Wolverines but I'm going to take Bama give me the two points in this one there's twos available uh, the Rose Bowl what a setting what a scene. Two terrific teams, but I'll take the points and take Alabama. Pick number two, later on that night, it's Washington, it's Texas. And I just believe in Michael Penix, and I believe in Washington's offensive line. Yes, Texas has an incredible defensive front, and they're going to be tested, the O-line of Washington, without a doubt. But I'll take the four and a half points and the Huskies pick number two. To the NFL, we're on the same side, Trent. Your Bears since the acquisition of Sweat. What a what a midseason pickup he's become, or he's been rather for that franchise. He just injected some a some talent and b some life uh, into that defense. Bears have been really good, and I'm with you. Bears arrows clearly pointing up. What will they do this off season? Uh, and I'm going to stick in the um, NFC North. I'm going to take the Vikings in a pickle against Green Bay. Uh, I believe in Jaron Hall. I believe in the Vikings defense. I don't believe in the Green Bay Packers, Vikings at home. I think that the curtain comes down on the home season with a one win for the home team. I've been doing this a lot, and it hasn't paid off, but I'm going back to the well one more time with my squad, the Denver Broncos. They 
finally have the right quarterback. Yes, I said finally <laughs> have the right quarterback under center in Jared Stidham. I think the Broncos will rally around this guy. It's Stidham versus Easton Stick. And I'll take the Broncos for my best bet of the week. I think they rally around them uh, and beat the Chargers. Uh, numbers there is three and a half. So Bears, Vikings, and best bet Broncos of the NFL, the two dogs in the college football playoff. That is going to do it. The music is playing. Let's go Iowa State. Get the eight and five. And how about win number 11 for the Hawkeyes on Monday? We both signed for that. Trent, happy new year to you. Happy new year to all of our listeners. Murph and Addy coming up next. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO.